Hey, what's happening, everybody? In the body, it's your boy, the brother Roscoe, and you listening to episode one of the Brother Roscoe Show. See, the Brother Roscoe Show is a podcast I started in the late 2018, and um, had like 60 something episodes, and uh, I wanted to go in a different direction with it. So I deleted the episodes, started the Roscoe Project, so I could keep doing the random craziness I was doing. But uh, now this is a different direction, and this is how it started. So this is episode one of the Brother Roscoe show. You know what I'm saying? Reformatted, repurposed. I want to be more intentional. I want to be more purposeful, make some more meaningful, edifying content. The random craziness is good. I know some people tell me it's funny, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I had to separate it. I can't put it together because I don't want to be too uh, convoluted. You know what I'm saying? Like just too much chaos in one podcast. But um, so... This episode is called Who is the Brother Roscoe? And well, that's me. And so I'm gonna share my testimony a little bit before I get into anything else, because I figure that's a good way to start off. So look, check it out. I didn't grow up in church, you know what I'm saying? I didn't grow up uh, going to church. Personally, me, excuse me, personally me, I always believed in God growing up. I always believed there was a higher power. I always believed everything happened for a reason. There was no coincidence. I always believed there was a creator. You know what I'm saying? But, um, and so I used to just call myself a non-denominational Christian uh, because I thought I believed in God. So I thought that's counted. That count, that, that, that's what I counted as. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I want, I didn't know nothing about the Bible. I didn't know nothing about the church. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't involved in none of that. So as I got older, let's see, when I was 14, I started drinking. Started getting drunk on a regular basis from 14 up to early 20s. Like, I turned 21, it was no difference. You know what I mean? Uh, 15, I started smoking. Uh, I started getting high from 15 to 25. For 10 years, I was almost high every single day. I ain't lying, baby. If I didn't have it, it just wasn't a good day. Um, I started uh, messing with psychedelics. When I got by 18, 19, and early 20s psychedelics like hard you know what i'm saying i used to call myself a psychonaut i was trying to be like an astronaut exploring the inner reaches the inner depths of the mind you know what i'm saying i was uh looking into the works of like timothy leary baba ram das and then at the same time i was heavy into the new age i was in the taoism buddhism hermeticism all the isms eastern mysticism you know what i'm saying so um different um different um school of schools of thoughts and different traditions and different paradigms and so slowly but surely uh i was looking into the occult too you know what i'm saying my researches and my studies i figured the truth had to be out there somewhere i would look at the christians that i knew growing up or that i seen that were supposedly christians that went to church and i was like nah that can't be the right way baby that just mm." then i see the monks right like in movies and documentary stuff, you know, the monks, like Buddhist monks, Hindu monks. I say, man, maybe they might be on something. They look like they might know something, you know what I'm saying? So I was looking into a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And uh, slowly but surely, all that new age stuff uh, was like a segue for me, for the research and studies and curiosities and stuff to go into the occult. And then I always told myself, you know, I'm just researching it. I'm never going to mess with it, you know what I'm saying? Until one day, 2014, 
I decided I'm gonna do an experiment. I want to see if it, after watching these documentaries by these so-called experts in the field of uh, like occult practices, talking about that they can have whatever they want and they had these spiritual experiences. You know what I'm saying? And that's what alerted me to the psychedelics in the first place. All the uh, testimonies of like so-called spiritual-like experiences. You know, transcendental experiences and uh, so, I, so, so long story short, I did an experiment, right? And I was like, and this went on for about four months. And so I was, I was tripping out. I was like, I don't know. This looked like it might work, but then it looked like it don't. Let me try it again. Let me try something else. So, you know, I was, I was playing with it again, did another little experiment. And then I was like, I was tripping because I was like, man, this look like it's doing something. But at the same time I, I don't know maybe not let, let me try some again so if you notice the pattern here just the whole just a little bit i'll share that's how it works you get lured deeper and deeper down into the rabbit hole baby you know what i'm saying by the dark side yeah i'm a star wars fan. how you see that baby yoda back there <laughs> no but into the dark side you know what i'm saying so uh and during this time during like this four month period this was going on and um i was i was still researching and studying all kind of stuff with the emphasis on the occult and dabbling in it playing around with it and stuff everything else was getting worse drinking was getting worse smoking was getting worse like just stress anger like you know what i'm saying like and uh during this time you see um i i always had tarot cards i used to play with tarot cards a lot right and people used to tell me i was good at it too you know what i'm saying and so but during this time though because of stuff that was happening i didn't even want to touch them right and, and then i had a ouija board and it was up in my closet and i ain't never really played with it i pulled it out like twice at parties and we were just being dumb and stuff but i never used it right but um my, my bedroom was upstairs and i was downstairs i'd be downstairs in my living room and then it almost be like a phone was ringing like but it'd be the ouija board popping into my head like I even pause the TV and look upstairs to where my closet would be and it's like in my head it's like there go that Ouija board. There go that Ouija board. There go that Ouija you know what I'm like, no. At one point I even went upstairs, opened the closet door and looked at it because I expected the box to be like shaking or something. Because it was like it was almost like it was calling to me, like, hey, there go that Ouija board. There go that Ouija, you know what I'm saying? And the only time I felt like me was when I would be in my upstairs restroom looking at myself in the mirror when I see my own reflection. That's when I felt like me. And I'd be like, man, who was that in that other room? I don't act like that. Like, I'm tripping, man. What's going on with me? But in the back of my head, I, I knew what was going on with me. But like I said, at the same time, the drinking was getting worse. Or the smoking was getting worse. Or, um, I was on some Fifty Shades of Sin type stuff, sexual immorality, you know what I'm saying? With exes and other people and stuff. And like, um, the, the ex-girlfriends I had at the time, like, you know what I'm saying? I was all, I was all kind of crazy, all kind of different uh, areas of sin all across the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, and it was all kind of linked together. And uh, so this was, so it was a Wednesday. This one Wednesday, the following week, I was gonna go on vacation, right? I'm sorry, excuse me. It was a Thursday. It was a Thursday. Something else happened on Wednesday the next week. It was a Thursday, right? I'm at my folks' house. 
And that following week, I'm going to go on vacation, right, for my job for a whole week. And the reason I'm going on vacation is because me and a homeboy that you from back in the day used to be like my little brother. My family considered him like my little brother. He was always at my house. He's my little road dog. We was always together. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, after high school, a couple years after high school, he had moved to Houston. And I, and I was still here in Waco. So so that whole year we was planning, you know what, man? We're going to meet up in San Antonio for the weekend. And we're going to party like we used to. You know what I'm saying? And, and get crazy and stuff. And so um, that week... Um, it, it was going to be that next week. I was off that whole week, that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's when it was going down, right? So I had forgot something at, at my apartment. So I had left my folks' house, and I went back to my apartment, right? Prior to this, prior to this, let, uh, let, let me let y'all know what I was experiencing uh, within those four months. I was uh, experiencing sleep paralysis, and this had never happened to me before. And I don't care what nobody say. I don't care that the science, medical, uh, 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 medicine, uh, medicine try to doctors try to say that uh, your brain awake and your body asleep. Now, nah, man, it's straight demonic. Look, look, look here. This never happened to me before in my life. And uh, it's like I woke up, but I couldn't move. And it felt like the bed was lifting up and it was shaking. Man, I, I ain't know I was getting abducted by aliens or what. You know what I mean? Anyway, that happened to me several, several times within that four month period. And I ain't never experienced that in my whole life. And then, um, on top of that, when I be by myself, like sometimes, uh, sometimes my folks would keep my daughter on the weekend. Like my mom would want to keep her because I was a single dad. I had full custody and I had just gotten full custody in the beginning of 2014. And so there would be days where, um, my mom would offer to keep her. Because uh, she wanted to see her, you know, you know, grandma's keep it for the weekend and stuff, and uh, that's when I, I would I would party and stuff again. And uh, on those days when I would be by myself, that's when I would uh, be in my apartment and I would see I would experience stuff like I see like shadows moving, and I, if I was upstairs, I'd be hearing stuff downstairs like footsteps and stuff moving. If I was downstairs, I'd be hearing stuff upstairs. If I was sitting like in a computer chair or something. I swear somebody like right here, I turn around and feel like they move over here. You know what I mean? I turn I turn all the way around, feel like they're above me. It just, you just feel like when I was going up the stairs to uh, to the bedroom, felt like somebody would fit to push me or trip me on the stairs and I'd be by myself, you know what I'm saying? And um, to me, I, I know a lot of people say they couldn't do it, but to me, I didn't care. Like uh, I would drink and smoke with other people, but I would drink and smoke by myself just as much. And um, I know some people said that they used to tell me that they don't see how I do that, but I ain't never experienced stuff like that before, except for those four months. And then on top of that, I was having nightmares. I ain't talking about no bad dreams. Uh, you know, I don't have bad dreams before, but I'm talking about real deal nightmares. You know what I mean? Like not no bad dream, not no scary dream, like real deal nightmares. You know what I'm saying? And so all this stuff is happening uh, within this time period. And so, uh, and, um, that went that Thursday before the week I go on vacation. I'm at my folks' house. I forget some of my apartment, so I run to go get it. I'm tired from work that day. And so when I go downstairs before I walk out the door, I remember the AC was feeling good and everything. So I was like, man, I'm going to chill right here on the couch for a little bit. And I had the lights off, but the sun, the blinds were open and the sun was coming in through the window. 
and it was a three-seater couch you know the, the regular size long couches with three seats three cushions and it was by the window so I sat all the way on the left side and uh, I'm just sitting there relaxing a little bit because it's hot outside and the AC like I said was feeling good so I was sitting right there and um, I see the Sun go down like you know clouds went in front of the Sun it got dark and I looked out the window I was like dang some clouds moved in front of the Sun right a couple seconds later the sun came back out you know the clouds the winds blowing the clouds are moving right so the second time it happened again and uh the the it got dark and i'm like oh man you know some some more clouds went in front of the sun because i'm just sitting here and observing this in the room lights are off right third time it happened uh it got real dark and i was even looking out looking up out the window like that like man what did like 10 clouds just go in front of the sun did an eclipse just happen because they got like real real dark and uh i remember thinking like dang it's like real dark in here now it's crazy and then so before the sun came back out i fell asleep i was sitting up like i said i was sitting up on the left side of the couch right i fell asleep i had a dream and the dream felt so real so in the dream I'm upstairs in the, in the restroom taking a shower, right? Get out the shower, dry off, get dressed, come out my room. My homeboy, the one I was gonna go kick it with in San Antonio, is there in the room in my, in my room. And then my other homeboy that I was that, that I was cool with was chilling in the room. Now this other homeboy, let me tell you about him. Uh, we had kicked it during these four months that I was watching these documentaries about these so-called experts in these occult fields and ceremonial and ritualistic black magic and using grimoires and sigils and all this stuff you know what i'm right and, and talking about what they could do you know ignoring look peaches ignoring the fact that most of these so-called experts that wrote these books and that i'm watching the documentaries about at the end of their life some of them went insane and committed suicide you know what i'm saying you know just looking over that fact and, and looking at what they claimed they could do and, and what and, and the experiences they were having and stuff uh i was learning all this and during those four months i was chilling with this one homeboy we would drink together smoke together and he'd come over every now and then and uh he, he didn't believe in god right he had his own kind of new age matrix like interpretation of reality like we're our own gods and we what we think and what we feel manifest our own reality or some you know some some stuff like that and a lot of the new age stuff and a lot of the metaphysical philosophies and stuff we agreed on but when it came down to a higher power creator that's that's where we, we agreed to disagree right and um <clears throat> when we was chilling you know i started telling him like say man you know i was looking into this and you know, I never said I would. I, I always said I would never mess with this stuff. I'd never play around with this stuff. But you know, it, it's kind of like the new age stuff over here. You know, it's kind of like this. Is it, it, what they doing is kind of like this, and this is what they claim they could do. And, and so he told me he was like, man, he was like, you know what? Figure out how to do it, and then see if it worked. And if it worked, you show me how. To, like you teach me how to do it, and then like we could do it together. And then because you know obviously these people would always um you know witches always trying to have covens and you know illuminati and the occult they always got like groups right you know what i'm saying like magical orders and all that you know what i'm saying and um 
like I, I know it sounds crazy. People hear me talk about that and they're like, damn, you was you was like into all that. Like, man, bro, you don't understand, man. I used to research and all kind of stuff. Like I said, I always thought the truth had to be out there somewhere. So I was looking for that spiritual experience. Like that's what attracted me to psychedelics in the first place, all the different types of psychedelics. You know what I'm saying? So that's what attracted me to, to Buddhism, Hinduism, Hermeticism, uh, the teachings of the Hermetic Order, the Golden Dawn. Uh, I was looking into the teachings of the Freemasons. You know what I'm saying? All kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And uh, so, the so he would tell me he was like, "Look, you figure out how to do it, and then you teach me, show me, and stuff, and then uh, and then we can get other people." When I was like, "Yeah," and I got the perfect idea how to do it. We'll start a book club, right, as a front. And all the books that are going to be on the list are going to be like books of information. We're going to inquire people. We're going to we're going to require people to know or to learn. And so then from the book club, we're going to like approach them and ask them to join us. And we're and, you know, I was trying to be on some Aleister Crowley type stuff. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I thought, you know, like I said, I, I was into Timothy Leary and Baba Ram Dass. When, you know, when I was in the psychedelic phase And your Timothy Leary used to say That he believed he was Aleister Crowley reinc uh, Reincarnated You know what I'm saying So um, Then I started looking in Aleister Crowley You know what I mean You know, stuff like that And uh, let me man He was called the most wicked man in the world And it wasn't for no reason either I'll tell you that right now But you know, like the documentaries about these other people I was watching They were like, oh man, but you can use you can the stuff you can do you can use it for good you can use it to help the world but were they though were they though i'm just saying they're bragging about what they got themselves and what they achieved you know what i'm talking about so anyway and we were like yeah that's the plan that's how we're gonna do it that's how we're gonna get out there and we're gonna find other people and we're gonna see you know what happens and see if we can have these spiritual experiences and try to see what really is out there and you know all this stuff and so I tell you all that to, to tell you who the people in the dream was, right? So I come out, so it's my homeboy um, that I was always with through high school, doing dirt with and everything. He's like my little brother. And then it was this other dude that I, that I knew since middle school that I was kicking it with. The one that was like, oh, I figured it out and you teach me how to do it, you know what I'm saying? So in the dream, I got the shower, I get dressed, I go in the room. And then uh, it, it feels like we smoking or drinking or something. Like, uh, you know, we're laughing, cutting up. That's what it feels like. I don't see no bottle. I don't see no blunt or none. But that, that just uh, that's what it felt like was going on. But then there was like this high-pitched noise in the dream, right? But it felt so real. It was like this high-pitched noise that was like a scream and a laughter at the same time. And it, it hurt my head. I had to cover my ears in the dream. And I like fell to the ground because it was so loud and it was hurting my head. And it felt like gravity was pulling on me like extra hard, keeping me down. I couldn't even stand up. I was like on one knee, right? So they're looking at me in the dream. They're looking at me. They're like, bro, what's wrong with you? You all right? So in the dream, I was like, I'm going to pretend like I'm too messed up and act like I'm about to throw up or something. So I was like, you know what I mean? But for me, that tell me something because I was like the last one to always throw up. Like... Like, you know what I mean? I was the last one to not be able to hold mine. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, you make fun of everybody else. You know, when I back when I was in the world that couldn't hold their own. You know what I'm saying? And so that tell me something was up right there. Looking back after the dream. And um, 
And I was like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm a little bit too messed up, you know, this and this. And then, uh, and then, um, my homeboy, that was like, that was like my little brother. I hear him saying, hey, man. Oh, I thought I heard somebody at the door. I hear him saying, hey, man, look at my face. Hey, bro, look at my face. And like, some just wouldn't let my head turn. Like, they're over there, and my head was just like, like, I couldn't, I couldn't move. It was looking this way. And he was like, hey, bro, look at my face, man. Look what I'm doing. Like, man, look what I'm doing. You got to see this. Like, man. And so, like, like I said, I couldn't look. And then it's like he gave up. He was like, okay. He was like, hey, well, look at his face. Look what he doing. Man, you got to see this. Look what he doing. Man, if you want to look at this, like. And, and so, but at the same time, the, the loud noise was going on. And I was like this, and I couldn't move my head. So, finally, I was like, I was like this, like, you know, trying to look at the corner of my eye. As soon as I see my homeboy's face, the one, uh, the, the the second one that they were like, well, look at his face then, you know what I mean? The one that was like, it, when you learn how to do it, you teach me how to do it. As soon as I looked at his face, his whole head just transformed into the head of a demon. Like, like there ain't no other way to describe it, man. It's like some Hollywood special effects, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, uh... It was just ugly, you know what I mean? It was like, and it was in high definition. The dream felt so real, looked so real. Uh, his his skin was like a yellowish green, pale green color. He had pointy ears, bald head, fangs, uh, a, a snake tongue that split like that, you know, long pointy chin, you know what I'm saying? Um, ha had the cat eyes, like the slits in his eyes, you know what I mean? And um. It was just crazy looking, right? And so his head had turned, and like it had, had turned into that. But his body was still the same. And as soon as I seen that, I was like, "Oh, what the heck!" And I looked again. And when I looked again, I know this sound crazy, but like I said, it's a dream, though. But and then so when I looked again, his whole body changed, and it was it was like a, a tall, slender figure. It was in a black robe. The robe went up to his neck, down to his wrist. And all the way to the floor so I couldn't see no feet right and then the hands were like long bony uh, hands with like big old claws on them and um, the same color that that green pet that pale green skin and like I said I couldn't see no feet because the like the black robe went all the way to the floor right so then like I looked and that's what I seen and then so I'm panicking again like oh man what the heck and you know and I was in the world that's probably not I probably said something worse than that and I looked, and then the next, the next second when I looked, everything disappeared. Uh, my other homeboy, my room, the ceiling, the floor, everything went black except for me and this thing, right? And so it's just me and this thing, and everything else is black. Like the the floor gone, the ceiling gone, my homeboy gone, my room, everything. I'm just standing in, in this pitch in the black void, me and this thing, right? So I'm looking at it. And I'm like, you know, I'm panicking. I don't know what to do. So, so it puts his claws up in the air like this, and it sticks, and it shows me his fangs. It's like, you know what I mean? The snake tongue. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm like, oh, and um, I, 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 like gravity's still pulling down on me hard, and that, and that high pitched sound is still hurting my ears and my head. And I'm still like this, and I'm looking, and it's like, and I, and I think to myself, like, oh man, it's gonna get me. That's it. So, and it, it starts coming towards me, right? But like I said, I couldn't see no feet. So I didn't see no footsteps like it was walking. It's like it was drifting towards me like that, right? With the fangs and the tongue and the claws. It was just 
like drifting toward me. And I remember thinking like, I like, oh man, that's it, dog. It gave me, that's it, game over. Like no more Roscoe, you know what I mean? Like this is some real deal, it's gonna be some real deal possession type exorcist movie stuff. Like, man, that's it. In the back of my mind, like I knew why. It's because of what I was playing with, you know what I'm saying? And uh, like I said, just didn't, just, this didn't just happen overnight. This ain't, this ain't something like you just wake up and like, man, today I'm gonna try this, you know what I mean? Cause I seen it in a movie or I watched Harry Potter or something. Nah, nah. This was, this is how it works. The dark side lures you in. You know what I mean? I was like into different paradigms and different traditions, and then into the new age, and then start researching into the occult, and then start dabbling with it. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, over several years, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and uh, it, it, especially in the new age, you you got this mind frame that like the more you know. It's like the more enlightened you are, like the more you learn, the more wisdom you gain, you know what I'm saying? So, so this thing's coming at me and I'm just like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, this is because of what I was playing with, man. I done messed up, man. I knew, I knew something like this was gonna happen, you know, <laughs> like in the back of my mind. And it, it's all going on within these couple of seconds. And so it's coming at me, right? So I'm like, man, I gotta do something. So I start thinking from when I was looking into spiritual warfare because you know like i said man i researched and studied all kind of stuff spiritual warfare hypnosis brainwashing demonic possession you know just all kind of stuff all kind of different new age practices and thoughts and different spiritual paradigms and different religions all over the world you know what i'm saying and so i remember thinking and uh when i was looking into spiritual warfare like a year before i remember <laughs> i watched like a bunch of uh exorcism movies but I, they had to be based on true stories because then i would watch the movie i would look up the real story and then i would try to compare it and i would want to know you know like is this real is it psychological or is it really spiritual is it psychosomatic is it both you know what i'm saying and i was researching stuff like that so in my head that's the first thing that popped up I was like man i gotta do some stuff like in that movie man you know what i'm saying so i try to stand up i try to hold out my hand and I was trying to say, I cast you out, but I couldn't even talk. It was like, you know, like when you're in sleep paralysis and you try to talk, you try to scream. That's what it was like. And, uh, excuse me. And, um, so I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to scream. I'm trying to talk. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to say, I cast you out or something. And, and I can't. And finally it's like the gravity that was like extra hard. Just like pull me back down to the ground. And, uh, I remember I started praying to God. I said, man, God. I said, man, I need your help, man. You know, like, you know, in my head, I was crying and I was yelling. But I was basically like, man, God, I need your help. I need you with me on this. Please help me. I know this is happening because of what I did. I knew I shouldn't have been playing with it. I know I don't pray and stuff like I'm supposed to. Or like, I see, the thing is, like I said, I never used to go to church when I was younger. But I always believed in God, right? I always believed in the Creator. I wasn't sure about Christianity or the Bible or nothing. But uh, when I was real little, I used to pray every single night, uh, like all throughout elementary. I remember doing that every single night before I went to sleep in my bed, I would pray. And um, I didn't know what was the right way. I didn't know what religion was right, but I just knew you were supposed to say like in Jesus name and pray to God. So when I would pray, this is what I would say. I say, I say, I say, God, Father, Lord, Jesus, I was like, because if I just name them all, maybe I cover my bases, you know what I mean? And then when I would end it, I'd say, and then I'd pray for my family and everybody first, and then pray for myself because I thought, 
that's just like, you know, uh, less selfish to pray for others first and then, then myself, keep myself relaxed. And you know, I was a little kid. And then, you know, I, then I, when I got to myself, I'd pray like little kid prayers, you know, probably about some toy I want or I want to pass to the next grade, you know, or pass the test or something, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And then in Jesus' name, amen. And I used to do that every night. And uh, back when I was younger, even though I didn't go to church none, I felt close to God because I used to pray to him every night. But then, of course, I got in middle school, got older, got into high school. Middle school, it slowed down. By the time I got into eighth grade, that stopped completely. High school, just, I, like like I said earlier, I was, like my homeboy, I would say, I was I was busted and disgusted and couldn't be trusted. You know what I'm saying? Lost. And um, so uh, when, when I was praying in that moment, I was like, man, God, no, I don't pray like I'm supposed to. But, man, I just... I just need you to help me on this, please, because I know if it gets me, like, this thing's coming at me still, like, drifting. I was like, I know if it gets me, like, it's game over, you know what I'm saying? I was like, so I'm going to try one more time. Please, please, God, be with me. So I remember I tried my hardest to stand up because, like, like the gravity was extra heavy. And uh, I, I extended my arm out, and this time I was able to extend my arm out. And this time I tried to yell because I didn't know what else to say. I tried to yell, I cast you out, like, in the movies and stuff. I tried to yell, I cast you out as loud as I can. And I was able to scream. But instead of hearing my voice, I heard this loud thunder from back here in the back somewhere. Like back here, it was this loud thunder and boom. And this golden light that shined right here from behind me. Like, right? So it was like this big old loud thunder and boom with this golden light shining from behind me. And right when that happened, this thing that was coming at me like this got pushed all the way back to where it started and it was like this and you know i seen the clouds and everything and it was like this like and it was looking at me like this and you i could see the emotion on its face because like i said it was like some 4k hd ultra hollywood special effects harry potter lord of the ring looking kind of stuff <clears throat> and um that's how real the dream looked and i could see the uh <clears throat> the emotion on his face and it was looking at me like this and it was like it's almost I, I could see it in his eyes it was like what was that you know what I mean like like what just happened like I knew I had him it was for beyond like you know like what was that and so and I'm looking at it too I'm like oh dang so after a couple seconds you know it, it starts back with the fang snake snake tongue you know claws out and it's, it's drift, drifting towards me again I still couldn't see no feet so it was like it wasn't stepping it was you know drifting it was coming at me again but I'm standing up this time so I started saying it again because you know I didn't know what else to say I was like I cast you out I cast you out I cast you out and every time I said the image of it would jerk back until it got to where it started and then I kept saying it and once it got to where it started every time I would say it it's like the image of it started fading away <clears throat> And I kept saying it until it faded completely into black. And then I woke up saying, and I woke up actually saying the words, I cast you out. I cast you out. Like I said it like two, three times in the process of waking up. My mouth was actually saying, I cast you out. I cast you out. <clears throat> and just like I said, it was a three-seater couch, right? Three cushions, three seats, you know, regular size, long couch. And I was sitting all the way on the left by the window. The clouds had went in front of the sun and it had got so dark. Like I said, I thought like an eclipse was happening. <clears throat> and I was sitting up when I fell asleep. 
when I woke up, I was all the way on the right side of the couch in like the fetal position with my head like hanging off the arm of the sofa on the opposite side. And right when I opened my eyes, not only was I saying I cast you out with my mouth, but the room was still dark. And right after I opened my eyes, I seen the room just light up with the sun like like the clouds were still in front of the sun and they moved and the sun came back out like it did the two other times before it got really dark and the whole the whole sun just lit the room up man i jumped up to my feet look i was shaking like this i had goosebumps i was sweating i was like i was cold but i was drenched in sweat and i, I was just shaking i was like man that wasn't no regular dream i know that wasn't no regular dream you know what i'm saying it's because of what i was messing with and everything else that was happening <clears throat> and so i went upstairs in my bathroom and looked in the mirror because like i said only when i would look at myself in the mirror is when i felt like me <clears throat> because I, I remember who i was seeing myself like you know what i mean because everything that was going on and i remember i just broke down started crying and i prayed to god and uh i was even praying like this like with my hands out like extended out to my sides you know what i mean and i remember telling god like I don't even know why I'm praying like this, but it just it it just, it just feel right, you know, and um, cause you know I'm thinking you know you're supposed to pray like this, you know what I'm saying? I ain't know, and uh, so I'm praying like that, and I'm just like crying as a guy, and I was like, God, I don't know if I need a therapist or an exorcist, and you already know I don't know either one, and so check this out. There's a church I grew up down the street from, right? I ain't know anything about this church. I seen it almost my whole life. We moved into that house when I was like four years old, three years old. And uh, I didn't know if it was in English. I didn't know if it was in Spanish. I didn't know what religion it was. I didn't know nobody that went there. But this church kept popping into my head over and over and over within these four months, right? That, that, I, was, that I was dabbling with this stuff and you know what I'm saying? Being lured into the dark side on the cool, you know what I'm saying? And uh, this church kept popping into my head, like just randomly just popping into my head. And at the time, at my job, I was working with this real sweet old lady. She was a Christian lady. And she used to always tell me she was praying for me. And she used to tell me about church and tell me about the Bible. And I used to ask her questions about Jesus. And um, she used to try her best to answer questions for me. Because sometimes I just got too far out there, you know what I mean? But but I was always trying to talk to her about it. And I was interested in what she had to say. And um, she told me one time, I told her about that. And she said, maybe that's God trying to lead you to that church. Or trying to tell you that, that you need to go to that church. You know what I'm saying? So while I was praying right there in my bathroom. And I was like, God, I don't know if that's you trying to tell me to go to that church. I don't know if that's what I need or not. But if it is you, and that is what I need, you and I both know I ain't fit to go on my own. So I need you to take me. I need you to take me somehow out of my comfort zone and take me there if that's what you want, right? So like I said, that was on a Thursday. That next week, I was fit to go on vacation. And the whole point of that vacation was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Party it up in San Antonio, you know what I mean? And the beginning of the week, I was just going to rest and chill, get things ready, right? So... That was on a Thursday. That next week, I go on vacation, right? That Wednesday, I'm at my folks' house, right? Uh, for some reason, somebody else, uh, everybody else had already ate. 
they was outside chilling. My daughter was playing in the front yard, and um, I was I was I was like last to eat, so I was at the table, right? My mom's come in, and she said, "Hey, so people outside they want to talk to you about church." So first thing popped my mind is like, oh man, there's some Mormons or some Jehovah Witnesses. Like, why you can't tell them go away? Why why I gotta go outside and talk to them? And uh, she and um and then uh I was like, what you know? And then she was like, just come out and see what they gotta say. They want to talk to you about church, something about you know Anna. That's, that's my daughter. Something about Anna. And so I go outside. Right away I see like, oh this ain't no Mormons. This ain't no Jehovah Witnesses. It's a, it's a lady and it's, it's a couple teenagers young adults or something and like a bunch of kids <clears throat> and i and i say hey how you doing everything she gave me a flyer and she said yeah we're from this church right here down the street and um we're just going around and want to invite the kids in the neighborhood to our vacation bible school and i'm like uh okay okay well you know she's telling me more about it i'm like what church you go to she said this church right here and i was like wait that church right there that church she said yeah I said, that church right there. She said, yeah. I said, dang. I said, what made you come over here? She's like, well, we never did it before, but we just decided that this year we wanted to pass out flyers in the neighborhood for our vacation Bible school we do every year. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she was talking to my daughter and she was like, does that sound like something you'd like to go to me, huh? And you know, me being in the world still, I was like, please say no. Please say no, I don't wanna step out of my comfort zone go all this new place i ain't never been to church before and it might burn down if i walk up in there and see all these new people but she was like <clears throat> and my daughter was like yeah yeah it sounds like something i want to do i was like all right we'll check it out we're looking into it right and so <clears throat> they stay everybody else in my family stay outside i go back inside because like i said i was eating right and i'm tripping i'm like man after what happened last week and now here we are, almost a week later, that happened on Thursday, now it's a Wednesday, and some people from that church come on down over here to where I'm at. And I was like, so I started praying right there in my living room. I said, God, I could see that maybe this is you answering my prayers. I was like, but you already know, I've been planning this trip with my homeboy for like this whole year. And we was gonna go party, you know what I'm saying? Have a good time, catch up, you know what I mean? And um, I was like, man, uh, I was like, if this is you, let me know somehow. Like, I don't want nothing bad to happen, but let something happen to where um, <clears throat> I can make this right here. I, I, I can go check this out with my daughter, this vacation Bible school. But I don't want to tell my homeboy, you know, I decided not to go, especially because I'm going to church. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, but if this is you, I, I want this, but just make something happen. Okay, so check this out. Thursday that Thursday that next day I'm at my folks house again and uh, everybody else is outside again and I'm in the living room I was like coming from the bathroom or something again and uh, I get a call on my phone and it's my homeboy and I say man what's up dog you ready I like you know what I'm saying we about to head out tomorrow what, like what, what's up what's good and he said man I got some bad news I said what happened he said man he's like um uh, my dad got laid off. <clears throat> I didn't get too many hours this week. Uh, the car messed up. Uh, we're behind on rent. You know, all our money is going to go to this. All the money I have for the trip that I was going to plan on spending, like, I got to do this. And he's like, I don't got the money. I'm not going to be able to make it. 
And I was like, oh. And so on the phone, I was like, oh, man, that's too bad. But on the other, on my side, I'm smiling because I'm like, what? Like, for real? And uh, so I was like, well, what's up, man? You, you, you want me to let you hold some money? Like, you need me to let you hold some cash or something? He's like, nah, bro. I don't even know when I'll be able to pay you back, man, because we do, I didn't know we was this bad. We doing bad right now. And I was like, dang. So I was like, all right, then, well, you know, maybe next year or something, we can try again sometime. He's like, yeah, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm like, nah, don't even worry about it, bro. It's cool. It's cool. So I got off the phone, and I'm like, man, what? So I started praying again, because like I said, I'm in the living room again. Everybody else is outside. So I start praying again. I say, God, I can't deny you now. Like, the way everything's happening, this... I, I can't deny it like this really looked like this is what you want me to do I was like so the first day of the vacation Bible school is Friday morning it's tomorrow and like you and I both know I don't want to go down there I was like so help me step out my comfort zone if this is you help help me go like take me down there help take me down there right and since that Wednesday that Wednesday that Thursday that Friday about that vacation Bible school my daughter did not stop she was like daddy we gonna go to that thing daddy you gonna take me to that thing Daddy, we're going to go check out that church, right? Daddy, you going to take me to that thing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Friday morning came, we went, right? And uh, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, can uh, I fill out the paperwork and, you know, and everything? And I said, hey, can I sit in and watch for a little bit, check it out? And they're like, yeah, sure. So it was like a three or four hour thing. I sat in for like an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's straight here, it's straight. So I left and, um, you know, I got a really good feeling. And I seen what they were about. And the teachers and everything so i left and i was like, okay i'll be back to pick her up you know when all the other parents come back so i came back pick her up afterwards i was like what you think how'd you like it she was like she loved it she couldn't wait to go back you know the next, the next day was saturday so all right cool so saturday i took her back i said can i sit in again a little bit so this time i just sat in like 30 minutes and i was like okay cool so i left came back to pick her up she said she loved it again she was excited about it she was like Tomorrow's the last day and there's two of them one in the morning one in the afternoon. So I said, okay, cool And then when I picked them up, they were like, well, we would like to invite you to sit in on our service And so I said, okay, yeah, cool. I'll do that. I'm gonna be here with her anyway So I'll stay for the service. So Sunday morning I took her And uh, she went with the kids. I went to check out the Sunday service, right? And I'm there by myself and um I'm there smiling, cheesing hard, cause I'm like, man, I'm tripping on myself. I was like, man, I can't believe this. Am I really here right now? Am I really in church right now? What? I don't know nobody. I'm just here by myself. I'm just like, man, I'm tripping on myself, right? <clears throat> and um, so then after service, the afternoon service was the last was the last um, part of the vacation Bible school, and uh, they were gonna have like a little graduation ceremony or something for the kids. So I took her back to that. We came back to that. I sat in for the service again. Then they invited me back to their Wednesday service. They were like, it's kind of like a family type service. <clears throat> it's more like a class. And uh, you can ask questions and stuff like that. And uh, it's like a more informal type service. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll come check that out. Went back Wednesday. Uh, went back the next Sunday, morning and afternoon. And well, the rest was history. You know what I mean? I just kept, I kept going back, kept going back, right? So, I went there for probably about a month and a half, two months, right? While I was going there, the drinking, the smoking, 
I slowed, I didn't stop completely, but I slowed down more than I had ever slowed down before. I started slowing down. Um, the nightmares went away. The sleep paralysis went away. The shadows in the room and all that started going away. And um, I started, you know, paying attention to the preachings and sermons, started learning and stuff. So after a month and a half of being there, uh, two months being there, one of the leaders there asked me, he said, have you given your life to Christ? <clears throat> and I said, man, um, I don't want to sound stupid or nothing, but like, how do I do that? Do I, I got to fill out some paperwork or something. I, it's a procedure. It's, it's a formality to it. Boy. And he started laughing at me. He said, nah, he said, you just uh, you repeat this prayer and then we're going to pray over you. And then that's it. And he's like, you want to do it? And I'm like, uh, he's like, don't do it unless you're sure. But I thought about it. I said, no, nah, man, this is good. It's on my end. I'm like, this is good. This is a good place. This is a good thing. Uh, everything. I feel like everything in my life started getting better since I've been coming here. I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I want to do it? I plan on to keep coming back. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, I want to do it. Yeah. He said, all right. So for some reason, they took me into the pastor's office, right? And uh, it was the pastor. It was the leader that asked me. And it was another leader, right? And um, my daughter's chilling there eating the ice cream cone. They can't. They gave the kids ice cream cones, right? So she's chilling there eating the ice cream cone. You know, she don't really know what's going on. She's like real little, like four years old at the time. And um, so prior to this, for like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning, I was telling my moms, I was like, man, something crazy been happening. She said, what? I was like, for the last three days when I wake up, I've been hearing voices like when I'm in the process of like half asleep, half awake. I've been hearing voices, right? And I was like, but it's not like people praying. It's like more than one person and it's not like people praying and somebody's even praying in Spanish. And I don't even know Spanish like that. My Spanish ain't 100%. But I was like, it's not like somebody's praying in Spanish, right? And, uh, and it's in the process of like when I'm half asleep, half awake. And I was like, it's been the same thing for the last three days. And she said, well, she said, maybe the church you've been going to, maybe them people are praying for you. And I said, yeah, I like to think that's what it is. That made me feel good. So, so anyway, he take me in the pastor's office, right? And um, right before this going on, I, I start shaking, like, I'm, start, I'm trembling, like, and then right here in, my, in, in the court, you can't see because the camera, but right here, like, this is what it feel like right here in my belly, right in the core of my being. It feel like something is screaming and clawing at me, <clears throat> like something is saying, no, don't do it. Get out. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like it wasn't telling me grab your daughter and leave. No, no, no. It was telling me like elbow these dudes out the way and don't stop running to you outside. Like just push everybody out the way and just take off and, and get outside. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and, uh, and that's what it really felt like. Something was screaming and clawing inside of me. It was like, no, don't do this. Like, you know, I didn't hear actual words, but that's what it felt like. And I was over here shaking like this, like, oh, what's going on? Sweating. <clears throat> and I'm like, no, man, this is good. Ain't nothing bad about this. This is good. Like, everything's gotten better. All the crazy stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's gotten better in my life since I've been here and doing this. So they, they say the prayer. I repeat it. Then they pray over me, right? <clears throat> so I'm standing there. And, uh, you know, like I said, she had told me that maybe it's the people from your church that they're praying for you. 
And so um, I'm there and uh, they start the prayer. The pastor says the prayer. I start repeating it, right? And then uh, I say the prayer, you know, tears running down my face and all this. And then uh, after after I said I, I, after he says the prayer and I repeat it, they start praying over from they start praying over me. Right. The pastor's praying over me in Spanish. This leader over here <clears throat> is uh, praying for me in English. And then this leader over here is whispering in English, praying for me. and like hey, I'm standing there with my eyes closed. And exactly what I'm hearing at that moment, the Spanish, the English and the whispering all going on at one time is what I had been hearing the last three mornings when I woke up, the voices I was hearing where it sounded like people were praying and even somebody was doing it in Spanish, that was exactly what I had been hearing. You know what I mean? And that just, uh, that just kind of blew my mind right there. It tripped me out and it made me just like, man, just glory to God. You know what I'm saying? It was all part of his plan. You know what I mean? And uh, I was exactly where I needed to be. Um... I knew that this this was the right that this was the right place the right time for you know and uh i was born again from that moment on right after it was done because they see me shaking they see me shaking right and i was like look look i'm not shaking no more and it was just like i, I was calm and then whatever that was that felt like it was screaming and clawing was just gone and if i had this peace come over me and ever since that day I didn't have the urge to drink no more. I didn't have the desire and the urge to smoke no more. Like a hardcore pothead, man. Like from 15 to 25, 10 years, I was almost high every day. I didn't think I'd ever stop. The only times, the only times I quit is when I quit for like five months because I knew I was gonna have a drug test to get on at my job. And uh, I quit and then started smoking K2. Ain't that something? Because at the time they weren't drug testing for it yet. K2 had just came out. And so I quit then, and then uh, I was in a custody battle, and I had a drug test every week, and I quit for like nine months. But that's when the alcoholic, that's, that's, that's when the alcoholism, the alcoholism got way worse, way, way worse. <clears throat> but that was the only time within like 10 years. Other than that, it was almost every day, every day. So, uh, but since that day, it's like it's like God just took those desires and those urges away from me, you know what I mean? <clears throat> and um, uh, so I want to point something out. I want to point something out because I've come a long way in my in my journey. That was in 2014 I got saved, right? So that was like what uh, seven years ago, seven years ago now. I've come a long way. And what I want to point out is. I know the leader asked me, um, like I said, he asked me, have you given your life to Christ? And I was like, I don't want to sound stupid, but you know, how do I do that? Do I got to fill out some paperwork or there's a formality or procedure to it. And he was like, nah, you just got to repeat this prayer and then we'll pray over you and, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say. And then uh, you're good. <clears throat> but I'd like to point out something in that moment. When in that moment, like I said afterwards, the shaking had stopped, that feeling had went away, and I was delivered uh, from the desire and the urge to drink or to smoke and, and all that stuff I was doing. And that's really the moment my life was changed. Um, 
and, and I became just 100% for God, you know what I'm saying, about my father's business. I want to point out something. It, was, it wasn't the prayer. It wasn't the fact that I decided to say the prayer or that I chose to believe, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to clarify that it was because in that moment, I believed. It wasn't that I chose to believe. Is that in that moment, I did being faced with that question, do you want to give your life to Christ? And like I said, it wasn't the prayer. He could have told me, jump off the building or you got to go jump off the bridge in the river. And I didn't even know how to swim, but I probably would have did that too because like, I was 100%, you know what I'm saying? And uh, like, I mean, your boy can doggy paddle a little bit, but I ain't no good swimmer, you know what I'm saying? But, I was, but still, <laughs> so it wasn't no... <laughs> It, it, look, it, it, it wasn't that. It was the fact that in that moment, I was like, well, yeah, I want to do this. Everything's good. And then when we got in the office and I found myself in that position where I was saying the prayer, they were like I was going through the motions. You know what I mean? I didn't know no better. I just knew what they told me. Like, this is what I got to do be for real. This is what I'm going to do to be for real. So going through that motions because I realized in that moment the couple seconds from when he asked me from when we went to the office and I thought I was thinking about it all the way there until we started with the prayer and the moment we started with the prayer that's when I knew like yeah I truly believe that's why I'm gonna do this that's why I've been coming back that's why I have it in my mind that I'm gonna keep coming back that's why I have it in my mind that this is real and I'm gonna be all in you know what I mean the gospel the power of God like this is the the life transformation I was experiencing, that I was starting to see, you know what I mean? That's when I, that's, that's when I knew, no, I do truly believe this. I didn't, choo I didn't choose to believe, it just, I truly believed, you know what I mean, in that moment. And that's how it happens. And so, as, as I was, uh, as I was saying the prayer, you know what I mean? Now it can happen like it happened for me, the moment you say the prayer, that can't be your moment of conversion, like it was for me, and like it happens for a bunch of people. They do they offer the 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 sinner's prayer, the Lord's prayer after the preaching, after a sermon, after people have heard the word of God, and if they received it, chances are, then they too have truly believed by the Spirit from hearing the word of God. You get what I'm saying? And so it it, it can happen the same way like it happened to me. So I just wanted to point that out because. I, want, I wanted to make sure I said this at the end of my testimony because I didn't want to mislead nobody that heard that. And that because there are some people that they go up and do it and then they know in their hearts they really don't believe. They just did it because they don't want to go to hell. So they just went up there and said a prayer. And so now they're a false convert. You know what I mean? And they know inside like why they did it, why they went up there and did it. You know what I'm saying? And... um I just didn't want to mislead nobody. I don't want nobody to think that's how you do it. I just wanted to point that out, you know what I mean? Uh, because I don't want to give anybody the wrong impression that from my whole testimony, that it was the Lord's prayer or the sinner's prayer that saved me. You know what I mean? So that's it, man. Hey, episode one, the Brother Roscoe show, since I reformatted the show, it's coming back. Check me out, though, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, everybody in the body. Peace.